The best of times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show, and also thank you those who might be listening via the Internet at 710keel.com. Also, thank you those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn some interesting information about skin cancer, the screening of that, precautions, and treatments. So stay tuned to this show for some very beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, January the 20th, and we are broadcasting our radio show live from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful and not so cold Shreveport, Louisiana. Good morning, Mr. Rubin. Good morning, sir. How are you? Luckily, the snow and ice have gone away. Hopefully, oh, yes. it doesn't come back. Oh, I, I'm praying that it doesn't. Uh, we're <laughs> that not, was a scary drive for me the other morning. Yeah, I feel for you. Luckily, we office at home, so we'd have to drive too far. But there were a lot of a lot of serious, uh, sadly, accidents of people that us, us like us are not trained to to drive in that conditions. And, uh, correct. Uh, and uh, it looks like all of the bridges and everything are back open from the storm. All the ice has melted away, so right. you know you can you can safely leave your home again. But I was amazed how many power outages were out throughout all those different days. I mean, and we had one at our house uh, and it like stopped us for almost 24 hours until, but I will tell out the listeners out there, if you have a power outage in your home, I learned something from the Swepco people. You do need to call. Don't assume your neighbor calls because the more who call, the more attention that priority gets. They do, generally do not know what the affected area is and through their systems. So the more people call, you get bumped up on the priority level. Correct. And, and they give you the information right there over the phone right. what's happening and everything. So you're in the know. So when I called, I was the only one to call, Ruben, and uh, they didn't have many calls until way later in the afternoon. Right. People would just like think, oh, this is just a temporary thing. Uh, we didn't get ours done until almost, uh, it was not 24, it was like 18 hours before wow. we got ours uh, got uh, restored. Uh, the other thing I want to compliment everyone is uh, thank you for the wonderful compliments about this radio show in our magazine, The Best of Times. I've been meeting with and seeing people throughout the Shreveport and Bossier City area um, just a few days yesterday, yesterday and as well as day four yesterday when I got out. All the other days, other days I was in, in-house. But uh, all the compliments are about our magazine and radio show, especially a few individuals complimented us about putting who is going to be our guest and topic on The Best of Times Radio Hour in our magazine and promos here on News Radio 710 Keel so they can mark on their calendars who and what topic they want to listen to. We hope they listen every week, but sometimes you have priorities. And uh, this, this, these two individuals separately told me they like that they like that aspect of the best of times. So we've been doing that for the past 17 years. Be sure to pick up the January issue of our magazine at one of our 522 distribution locations. We do appreciate hearing from you. Again, uh, if you're unable to find a copy, you can go to our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues as well as podcasts from previously broadcast radio show. I want to uh, announce, if you have not heard, the LSU Health will begin their, I think it's their 8th or 10th mini-medical school, and it's from 
remarkable. I've been, to, I've only missed one of these. I strongly recommend if you have never had the opportunity, you do need to call 675-8780, Todd, 89, excuse me, 675-8789. The Mini Med School will begin on Tuesdays on beginning on March 6, 13th, 20th, and 27 from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. It was launched in, in 2012, and it's a very popular program to give you an insider's view of medical school. And, and wow, I've learned so much interesting information from the professors, the faculty members, as well as the residents and medical students d- during these particular courses. So, again, if you want to participate, call 675-8789. That's 675-8789. We are working on our 16th edition of Silver Pages, the only and most comprehensive senior boomer annual resource directory in the area. It highlights businesses, organizations, and agencies with more than 4,000 listings. It is the prime guide used by seniors and boomers to make those informed decisions from the many choices about products and services in our area. It will come out on March the 1st, and but we are working on it now. If you are heading over business or you are a business that uh, provides services or products to seniors and boomers, you can contact us to be included in this uh, 16th edition of Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. You can uh, visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com and send us a comment, or you can email me at gary.caligas at gmail.com. The deadline is February the 12th. Our friends at the Caddo Sheriff's Office will be hosting a unique AARP safe driving class. This will take place on Friday, February the 6th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at their Northwest Regional Reentry Facility located at 1123 Forum Drive in Shreveport. It is a four-hour refresher course, and uh, the cost is $15 for AARP members and $20 for non-members. For to register, you need to call... Six eight one zero eight six nine. That's six eight one zero eight six time. Remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for announcements made during today's radio show as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bears Tunning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show. Joining me on my show is a special guest is Dr. Paige Bundrick, who is the an assistant professor at LSU Health here in Shreveport and also is a facial plastic surgeon. Welcome, Dr. Bundrick, to the show today. Thanks for having me, Gary. You were wonderful a few months ago when you came on our show, and I, I, I definitely wanted to invite you back. You have a, a great poise, a great skill of, of of telling us the medical terminology in, in terms that lay people like me can understand, and I know all our listeners. 
listeners, we're very appreciative of, uh, you did a screening, uh, uh, a cancer screening, That's correct? right. We did a skin cancer screening in December. And hopefully um, it was quite successful. And it was. We really appreciated you helping us get the word out. Well, that's that was the purpose here, the best of times, to get people out there. I was unable to attend. I had some some other conflict, but I'm glad that, that we helped here. So I wanted you to come back. We, we had a, just a brief, short segment there to talk about uh, talk about skin cancer, etc. And uh, but before we get in that, tell us a little bit about your background. Because I'm learning new things today. As before we went on the show today. <laughs> okay, sure, Gary. So I grew up in Southern Louisiana. I attended college at Tulane Uni- University. Um, after college, I decided to come up north to Shreveport, Louisiana, for medical school. Awesome. Spent four years in medical school, actually, with your son, right. um, Jason, in my class. Um, and then afterwards, spent five years training in ear, nose, and throat surgery, also known as otolaryngology. Here in Shreveport? Here in Shreveport. Okay. And then spent an extra year. Um, I elected to do one more year to specialize in facial plastic and reconstructive surgery. So is that like... Being a pure plastic surgeon, or is this a more a more specialty? Different. It's it's an ultra specialty. So ultra. Um, because I spent five years doing ear, nose, and throat surgery, I've already I was already very experienced in surgery of the face and nose, um, and I wanted to do an extra year just to hone in my skills and become one of the best and Great. most highly trained surgeons um, in this area. So I, I specifically focus on reconstruction of the face for skin cancer trauma, um, the nasal airway for people who can't breathe out of their noses or just don't like the shape um, <laughs> as well as cos- cosmetic surgery of the face. Well, that's, that is interesting. We're, we'll get into some of those, but my, my primary reason was bringing on the show is talk about c- uh, skin cancer. How prevalent is that? It's actually one of the most common cancers in the wow. United States. And I don't think it's 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 listed. It's not, us lay people don't think about it. A lot of times people don't think about it and people don't realize the severity of it. And so that's part of my goal and part of my passion in my career is is making people aware of uh, the severity of skin cancer and just knowing that it, it is a serious cancer and it can kill you or cause severe destruction in your life. Um, and coming in and getting checked early um, can really make a difference. Is, is it hereditary? It can be. So certain cancers like melanoma um, mm-hmm. can have a hereditary component. Other skin cancers um, are more commonly caused from the sun. And different hereditary characteristics, like being fair-skinned, uh, you know, Scandinavian descent, Eastern European, or excuse me, you know, Irish or um, English descent, being very fair-skinned, red-headed, makes you more prone to oh, having... Oh, I didn't know being red-headed. Red-headed absolutely. is a factor? It, it absolutely does. Because I've seen red-headed individuals who have dark complexion. So it's an interesting blend there. Uh, well, I guess it's more so related to the amount of pigment in your skin. Okay. So more commonly, people with redheads do tend to be fair complected. True. Um, and have less pigment in their skin. So they're less protected from the sun. So, and, and I know it's a probably technical. In, in layman's term, how would you say... Um, the definition of just skin cancer. It's a cancerous growth on, in, around the skin? That's right. So the skin is composed composed of many different cell types. And so the different skin cancers involve the different cell types of the skin. So there's basal cell skin cancer, which involves the basal layer of the skin. Squamous cell carcinoma involves a different cell type. And then there's melanoma, which affects the melanin-producing cells of the skin. There are also some other very rare, rare skin cancers 
answers, but we'll probably focus on those three so, today. So those particular areas what causes what triggers them to go into the cancerous stage they're, they're probably reproducing and, and improving your skin and your right all the time but That's what right. happens, what triggers them to get mean cancerous cells so what really angers them is the sun so really? uv rays cause dna damage um the 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 whole cell system is very complex and the body has ways of protecting itself from skin cancer. When the sun damages your DNA, your body becomes less capable of protecting itself from those rapidly reproducing cells. And so that's what turns it into cancer. But it focuses on, I mean, you get a, you get a particular area that, why does it happen in a certain location? Is it because the intensity of the sun hits that area? I think so. Yep, it's uh, on the face and the neck. More commonly, we see it on places like the ears, the nose, and the lips because they're very prominent areas. Now, you can get it anywhere. You can get it on your cheeks. You can get it on your eyelids. You can get it on your neck. So... And even up on the top of your scalp. Um, so being just doing regular self-exams and being aware of changes in your body um, can be very helpful. So do physicians and scientists feel that because of the the global warming situations or, and the, the ozone level that we're getting intense beating by these UV rays that's causing all this? It's certainly possible. I don't know <laughs> if that's ever been proven, but definitely a possibility. So it, it, the incident is probably increasing because more people become more aware of it. So they're going to their doctor. They're going to their, their, their dermatologist. They're going to physicians like you to get it get that mole get that little item that little thing examined right that's right and i think another thing that's um increased the prevalence of it is i guess it was back in the 60s um the thank sun, you very much okay. the, the suntan became very popular right um and so just a bronzed golden um coloration of the skin is really what became quote attractive um and since then the the prevalence of skin cancer has increased. People are, are trying to get exposed to the sun so they can quote be attractive. They're even going to tanning booths. I was going to ask you about the tanning booths. That, that was so in, the increase of those were exponential. And it is uh, completely correlated to an exponential increase in skin cancer. Oh, and at one point in time, I think the laws been changed. There was a tax on that. There was a particular government. Uh, suntan tax. Well, uh, I, think, I, I don't know if it's off now. Not uh, that I agree with increasing our taxes, <laughs> but you know what? If it protects people from cancer, then I'm for it. But the young ladies and young men, I don't think all of us old people go to it, but, uh, but there might be. I might, I'm not saying we don't, but some might do. Uh, hopefully that tax deferred, but I was told by people that it didn't defer a lot of individuals. So again, that's the cautious. that They think it's... And what about I, mean, I remember the the young ladies who I dated. Uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, that they, they, you know, they coated themselves with that bronzing solutions, right? Right. And so these days, that's what I advise people actually is get a spray tan. Um, as a, <laughs> as far as we know right now, it's a lot safer than the tanning beds or sun exposure. So thick, but. Back in the in the older days, we're talking about incidents. Did they have as much protections as they have now? And the, the, the lotions and creams? They really well. It's more of a lack of awareness. I really don't know if uh, sunscreens and all were quite as developed back then. There have definitely been advances in the quality and different types of sunscreens that are available. But now we know 
We know that the sun causes skin cancer. And so people are more inclined to wear their sunscreens because they are uh, aware of the correlation between A, skin cancer, and B, wrinkles. Oh, okay. So the the other factor, we're going back to, we're talking about suntan lotion. There must be 40 million choices. Now, it used to be like four or five. Now mm-hmm. you go into CVS or the drugstores. There's so many choices. It requires a medical degree to read all the all the contents and what the numbers and uh-huh. the A and B and UBAB, all that. Is it too complex for the individual now? It's really not. Just pick one. I, <laughs> I, I advise one's just, better than none, right? One is better than none. You know, I advise people um, at least SPF 35 and um, reapplication. That's also very important. Oh, okay. Um, don't just put it on first thing in the morning when you go to the beach. You need to put it on a every day, you know, winter months, summer months, spring months, all the time. Um, but also reapply. When you're out in the sun, sweating, splashing in the pool or at the beach. It comes off. It comes oh. off. Oh. So you need to reapply. And be careful, you know, with your children as well. Um, you know, uh, the what's correlated with uh, melanoma is blistering sunburns so even if they occurred when you were a child if you've had over three blistering burns your chances of getting melanoma have increased so protect yourself and protect your babies great advice i never thought about that i remember kids younger kids and other kids and other people's grandkids that they blistered so that is a particular Mm -hmm. indication that the sun is pretty intense on the other skin right they can't handle it right right so if they don't blister, there's a possibility they have more protection or whatever the, That's the right. skin elasticity or whatever you might call it can handle it. Uh, well, I think it's more of just the melanin content in the skin, and it it has a protective effect. Um, how that's why darker skinned individuals have a less. Um, common incidence of skin cancer however they're not totally protected sure. um i i have african-american patients that have had skin cancer so really everyone just needs to protect themselves that's that is a definite definite uh good advice there we'll be right back with more information but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible you're listening to the best of times radio hour here on news radio 710 keel proudly presented by a bears sunny country of shreveport your dodge chrysler ram and jeep dealer Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tunney Country F. Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Dr. Paige Bundrick, who is an assistant professor at LSU Health Sciences Center here in Shreveport and also a facial plastic surgeon. And Dr. Bundrick is talking about skin cancer, the screening, as well as precautions and treatment. So let's talk about screening. How do you screen for skin cancer? You really just look for it. So um, common signs of skin cancer are just changes in your skin, Uh, lumps or bumps that aren't supposed to be there, discolorations, um, ulcerations, areas that just won't heal. Sometimes I'll have patients come to me and say, you know, I, I... thought I nicked myself while shaving and it just won't get well. It's been there for a couple of months now. And that's something that needs to be biopsied. So so something that's lasting, it lasts more than... I'd say a month. 
Okay, a month. Okay. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks. But if you had the mold here for 67 years, it's probably good. It's probably fine. You know, when, when I examine someone in, in the clinic, there's signs of cancer, something that's smooth and symmetric and doesn't have any asymmetric discolorations, probably okay. It's always best to be checked by a board-certified physician, however. Um, but other signs of um Skin cancer, a lot of times I'll have patients come to me and say, you know, I was combing my hair and there was blood on the comb. And so we'll have to do a thorough exam of the scalp. I found melanomas on um, the scalp just from somebody saying there's no pain, there's no irritation or itching. It's just blood on my comb. Um, But other things, you know, melanoma is more commonly a discoloration of the skin. Um, If you have an area that's uh, the pigment is different. Um, There we call um, different signs of melanoma the ABCs. So asymmetric asymmetry border asymmetry. So that means it's not perfectly round. Not perfectly round. So it's Mm -hmm. very variable. That's right. So a variable in the edges. So it's not a pimple. Pimple is symmetrical generally, huh? That's right. So, you know, something that's benign tends to be symmetric, you know, a nice little circle. So if something is just has irregular edges um, or irregularity in the coloration, so part of it is dark brown and part of it is light light brown. Um, And uh, other things that um, are signs can be just scaling, um, somebody may have a scaly area. Scaly area meaning the skin is peeling? The skin just appears rough and oh. not like the rest of your skin. Okay, so that's, I, to me, the layperson, that would mean my skin's dry, I may need lotion. No? Right, but usually that'd be a kind of a larger patch or, you know. So it would be a, mo- a, a patch around the So area. a discrete a area, you know, a. a you know, a couple of centimeters. So what happens if somebody has a mold on their, their face or um, and it, they could that turn into cancerous? It can. So certain types of moles um, do have a predilection for what we call malignant transformation. Not necessarily all of them, but seeing, you know, either a dermatologist or, um, you know, a board certified facial plastic surgeons such as myself or even your primary care doctor can kind of help you ha- get a better idea. Is this something to be concerned about? So, okay, that was one aspect. And we talked about if you're if you tend to go out and you get sunburn a lot. That's that, right. Is that a factor? Even if you put suntan lotion on, absolutely. That's either you're you, you're putting eight and you should have thirty five and forty, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people who have had a lot of sun exposure, so you know Louisiana is the sportsman's paradise. I have a lot of people come in who are fishermen or who've spent a lot of time out on the boat, um, and they in particular have a, a greater incidence of skin cancer. And I I. Uh, um, I don't know if they sell them anymore, but I remember ladies used to wear these bathing suits that didn't have any protection. They had that bathing suits, but you could get sunburn through the suits. It was like some kind of, I don't know if they make that same material. Have you ever heard of that? I, I haven't heard of that, but that sounds like a bad idea. And uh, <laughs> that's why I remember some of them getting very severe sunburn because it would go right through the garment. Uh-huh. And guys had it too. And they would go out and, and fish with their jackets and, and it, it, it would allow the sun to go through it. Mm-hmm. These days, you know, they have, they've come out with different, um, 
shirts to to protect themselves. I see people at the beach with these long long sleeve shirts. Um, they're very breathable, so they're not hot. They're very comfortable, um, but they do protect you from the sun. So I, I definitely endorse something like that. So is it spreadable once it comes? Once the melanoma is on you, obtain occurs? Is, so, does it spread? Certain types of skin cancer do have a tendency to spread. So of throughout the, your body. Throughout your body. So of the three most common skin cancers, basal cell is the most common. Now that one can be very destructive um, and leave hor- horrendous and horrific scarring um, and really disfigure you know the area that it's involving, particularly if it's on the face. But it really doesn't have a tendency to spread. Now squamous cell carcinoma and melanoma, on the other hand, do have a tendency to spread. Most commonly, they will spread to the lymph nodes um, in the surrounding area. So on the face and the head, the scalp, they typically go to either the the cheek area called the, the parotid lymph node basin or to the neck. So a lot of times people will come in with a, they'll have a growing lump on their neck that's firm, um, and they'll say, I've had this bump for a couple of months now. And we'll do a thorough exam and we'll find a, a very small skin cancer on their ears or their scalp that they just didn't know about. And unfortunately, that cancer has already spread. Oh, wow. So that's the importance of getting examination screening as soon as possible if you have any, any possible indication. That's correct? right. Wow. That's another indication. What uh, the follow-up question about... about uh, I wanted to clarify this one. I, I probably know the answer again. Is is it contagious? If somebody has melanoma and somebody accidentally touches or, you know, without any surgical gloves or anything and they wash a child, they wash an adult, uh, a senior citizen? So, no. Um, unlike other types of cancer, like tonsil and cervical cancer, which can be um, transmitted through a virus, which is right. contagious, skin cancer is not transmissible. Okay, that's a good, good, I never, I wanted to answer, I, I thought the answer, but I want to make sure the expert, yeah. I don't think anybody, I don't think many people ask that. Do, do people ask that question? No, they don't, but it, I think it's an important thing to bring up as, you know, the the frequency of HPV-related tonsil and cervical cancer is increasing. Yes. Um, it's good to make everyone aware, uh, young people and old people, that certain types of cancers are contagious. Okay, the other thing, Doc, I got uh, we have to put the plug because Gary is a non-smoker, and I try to promote this the past 17 years. Uh, smoking. If you smoke, could it have an Im- a negative impact on you getting skin cancer possibility? So I don't think it's uh, directly related to the frequency of skin cancer. However, smoking does have a lot of effects on the skin. Um, it it you can I can look at somebody's face and tell if they're a smoker because the rapidity of their aging the aging process um, dramatically increases. They they tend to have really poor skin quality. The other reason that smoking is important to in regards to skin cancer is as a facial plastic surgeon, my primary role in uh, skin cancer is the reconstruction. So a lot of times I work in conjunction with different dermatologists. They'll take the cancer off, um, create a large hole in the face, and they send them to me to close the hole. And I have different techniques of moving skin around, creating flaps, and the blood supply to those flaps is significantly affected in people uh-huh. who smoke, and it makes their reconstruction much more difficult. So smoking is very important, and I obviously advise all of my patients to not smoke. Well, and, and the other factor, if they're the secondhand smoke, they're in an area where, you know, 15 people are smoking, the smoking hitting your face and your skin probably is going to have some negative effect to it as well, right? Sure. I mean, cigarette smoke is toxic. 
Uh, okay, so treatment, we, we talked about screening as early as possible from the smallest because the sooner you get it diagnosed, the sooner you can get it treated. Right? That's right. And sometimes if we catch it early, we can cut it off and just close the hole very easily. It's when it gets um, large that we have to get creative in ways to close the hole to um, make it as least noticeable as possible. My goal in skin cancer reconstruction is to make you look good and to make your face functional. So. Okay, so if, if a person does have a, a, a melanoma mold or that's caused cancerous, your your body's DNA and your body's skin does not just, after you've taken it out, you are the surgeon or the dermatologist taking it out, it won't grow back and correct itself? Well, um, you know, it, <laughs> it'll it cause a lot of scarring. Oh, um, okay, now I see what you're saying. So yeah. It may grow, but it may not grow as beautiful as your your face or your other areas, right? That's right. And so if certain areas are involved, it can also be very dysfunctional if it's on your eyelids. Oh. We need to reconstruct the eyelids where you can blink and protect your eyeball. If it's on your nose, we want to reconstruct the nose so that you are still able to breathe out of your nose. Good point. Um, yeah. And Good also, point. it's right in the middle of your face, so most people <laughs> don't want a giant hole on oh. their nose. Oh, Wow. Well, that is a talent. You are a very talented physician to be able to do that. I know it's remarkable techniques that you probably use and trained and done it on thousands of patients, right? So, uh, but but I want to emphasize the the importance of uh, precautions, though. Uh, before we we're going to talk more about it in a little bit in a minute, but you know. The, you're seeing an incident increase incident because again more people are getting out there in in the sun getting out there and and uh possibly you know I'm thinking about this now toxic chemicals you're around different toxins that touch your face mm-hmm. wouldn't that aggravate the skin that that could possibly end up causing your DNA to change sure we're learning more and more um about different toxins and uh, things that can cause skin cancer. Arsenic is associated with, you know, DNA damage. Um, And, you know, I used to work at the VA, and things like Agent Orange have a huge correlation with skin cancer. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A Bear, Sending Country at Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest is Dr. Paige Bundrick, who is an assistant professor at LSU Health Sciences Center here in Shreveport, and also is a facial plastic surgeon. And she is talking, has been talking about skin cancer, the precautions the screening, the treatments, and now we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the various plastic areas that, that your specialty involves. So tell our listeners, what ha- how do you get involved in the process in dealing with the, the cancer and the removal of the cancer? 
Okay. So uh, a lot of times uh, I work in conjunction with dermatologists. Um, at times they'll remove the cancer and send the defect caused by the cancer to me to close the hole. Um, and a lot of times we have to get pretty pretty creative in, in how I close the hole. Um, my role as the facial plastic surgeon is to reconstruct your face in a way that makes you look like yourself again and still keep your face as functional as possible. So do you pull skin from other parts of the body or do you grow skin? I heard that you can grow skin now occasionally. Can you? That That's not part of my repertoire, growing skin. Oh. You can. A lot of burn <laughs> surgeons uh, do do that. But what I typically do is... I. The, the skin on the face matches very well. So okay. I like to move skin around. I create flaps. So where does the, if you move it, it's going to be, a, I'm going to miss something on my forehead here. Well, that's, that's the beauty of having somebody who's well-trained in skin oh, cancer reconstruction. Good answer there. Okay, go ahead. So a lot of times if somebody has um, a defect on their nose from right. the skin cancer, you know, obviously I don't want you to have a hole in your nose. So sometimes I'll borrow either skin from the forehead and flap it down to reconstruct the area, make it look like your nose again. Oh. Um, and my other goal is to keep it as functional as possible. So I can put a hunk of tissue up there, you know, but if it's going to collapse every time you breathe, you're not going to be very happy with me. And so I have other techniques to keep it functional. I'll borrow cartilage from the ears and give it a structure again. I essentially rebuild the nose from the inside out. Boy, what a talented physician you are to pull things from other parts. And then, and then you tighten the face a little bit because you're pulling everything away, right? Is That's that- right. So a lot of times skin cancers of the cheek and temple area, I'll essentially do a facelift to oh. to close the, close the defect. And that's a medically necessary facelift. And that is a medically insurance-covered <laughs> facelift. Patients oh. are really happy after that one. Wow. That is, that is remarkable. So... Uh, so this is an extensive procedure. This is not like a outpatient. This is this is they're under for a while. It, it depends. So really? um, so if if we do have to do the facelift procedure, sometimes I will keep them overnight and place a drain to make sure that you don't get a fluid collection. But most of the surgery I do is outpatient. Wow. So you'll come in, have the surgery, and send you home the same day. And what about we were we were talking about rebuilding the eyelids if they had cancer near there is that what that means or that's right so you can get skin cancer anywhere um, skin cancer of the eyelids and lips is also very destructive and functionally very devastating um, the eyelids serve a purpose to protect the eyeball and so if I have to cut out part of your eyelid um, I can't just leave you with a hole in it Um, we have to reconstruct it so that you can blink and rehydrate and clear your cornea so um, I have different techniques of rebuilding the different layers to give you the structure of the eyelid and also to keep it functional so that you are able to blink to have that squeegee effect um, on the cornea itself so every patient like every one of us that God has created are also unique. So every pay you don't, it's not like a, I, I hate to say cookbook medicine. It's not cookbook medicine. Nothing is cookbook about what I do. So everything is customized for that's that individual right. patient, their needs. And wow, that's just totally remarkable. I take your entire face into, um, into account and you know my goal is to keep your face in harmony you know i want you to be as symmetric as possible um so people don't look at you at the grocery store and say my goodness what happened to that guy oh wow so do do you autograph the bottom of my cheek if that happens or something nope (laughs) (laughs) 
A little stamp right there. Yep. Prov- provided by, made by Dr. Budrick. Okay. That would probably help my business. Oh, well. that little, <laughs> it's inside my teeth here. That little plate. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, so going back. It, it, it could be depending on the type of cancer. On well, what about? Let's talk about skin cancer on the arms. I mean, I'm sure they occasionally get because the people's arms out they're going to get there. So that constructive done is similar. Um, it is similar. Unfortunately, the skin of the arm doesn't stretch quite as well as the face. I know um, a lot of general surgeons and surgical oncologists do have similar techniques of creating rotational flaps of skin to close the hole. But a lot of times they'll also use simple skin grafts. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit different. A little bit different. I never thought about that. The skin does not is not as movable as it is. It's on not your quite face. as elastic as the face. Well, that, that's a that's a new fact that I didn't mm-hmm. think ever ever think about. So, so what else can you tell us, Marilyn, that we should consider if we have any indications of what? They should go see their dermatologist or see you about possible skin cancers. Early as possible, right? As early as possible. Again, any lump or bump that's been there, that's not supposed to be there. Um, discolorations of the skin and ulcerations. Any, it can involve any area of sun-exposed skin or even non-sun-exposed skin in some very unfortunate people. Um, and, and so the reason you do that is if it's small enough, it won't be a big incision. It won't be a big hole, you might say. Then you're... you're, you're, you're position would be a little bit easier to blend it in. Right? A little bit easier, that's right. As much as I love um, surgery and as much <laughs> as I love being creative and solving problems, my goal is to have a happy, healthy patient. So, you know, I want what's best for you. And if you come in and get it treated while it's small, it may save you a lot of grief. So what's the recovery recoup time for a person that go back that you'll pull all, I don't their stitches? I can't remember, mm-hmm. I'm asking. Are there stitches or you, put, you don't put staples, I don't think. Do you? I personally don't like staples. Again, you know, I'm a facial plastic surgeon. I like for things to look good. So I'm very meticulous and take my time with sutures. Um, I see everybody at least at the post-op day seven. Um, So seven days after surgery, um, I like to check you. And then I keep a close eye on certain populations. So people who have high-risk cancers, the cancers of the lip and ears have a high predilection for recurrence and for spread. Um, So a lot of times I'll have People come back every six months to one year for me to to take a good look at you to make sure it's not coming back or not having any areas of spread, depending on how advanced your cancer was. I know that's a variable question. So how fast is a person's skin on the face heal to go back to normal? Is it seven days, five days, two weeks? Again, it depends on your overall health and if you smoke. So. Typically, the face heals beautifully. The face have, has a wondrous blood supply. So the the rate of infection after surgery and the rate of wound healing problems are very low. However, it's more common in people who smoke or have vascular disease. Do you, do you put the patients on a certain... Uh um, type of food regimen or vitamins or supplements that help help speed up the process. I actually do. Um, my you know my goal is well patients. So I, I do like to advise my patients of overall well health and wellness. Um, I advise people that there are certain vitamins that help with wound healing, particularly zinc, uh, oh, vitamin I, C, making sure your iron levels are adequate, taking in enough folate, um, and the right types of folate are important. So, and also a, a diet that has enough protein so your body can regenerate is very important. So, in all of my patients, I do, you know, advise them 
of overall health and wellness. Because they may not be eating correctly before, like some of us guys that might have it. We're going we're gonna to say, oh, we didn't know we needed to eat, eat supplement with, with zinc or, I, or right. foods that have zinc. I can't think what foods have zinc. I usually just advise you to take a supplement. Oh, that's a simple way. But I'm sure there's foods that might have all those fol- folate. Uh, there is. So leafy greens have lots of vitamins and minerals. Um, and a simple way to get good nutrition is just to have a boost shake. Oh, I mean, okay. those just, they go down easy and <laughs> they are complete nutrition. So that is a simple way of doing it. Okay. And what about topical type creams or anything? Do you recommend any Nothing. Or should you? I always advise my patients to use vitamin A and D ointment after surgery. Um, it is, it's very benign. It's the least likely to, for you to develop an allergy to. And keeping the moisture content in the skin high just allows those epithelial cells to migrate to heal the wound. Oh wow, that's fantastic! So there's a lot of a lot of different tricks to help with wound healing. Well, thank you for appearing us appearing on the show today. You were wonderful. I learned a lot of information. I know my thousands of listeners out there are finding this quite fascinating. How do they contact you? So I, I work at multiple different locations. I have offices at uh, Willis Knighton South, um, a, another clinic called Breathe America in South Shreveport. Um, and I also work at University Health. I, I'm uh, assistant professor at the medical school. Um, so the best number is, is to, to reach me at is 675-6262. And then you can discuss which location you'd prefer to see me at. That's great. Well, thank you again for joining us today. Good luck to you. Keep up the good work. I'm so very proud that you are an astute physician in the area. And, and treating thousands of patients in the area. So good luck to you and you. Thanks, Gary. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Sunning Country, a Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Hope you'll join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. We do ask that you support our advertisers who make our monthly magazine and radio show possible. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the best of times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bossier.